morning from the team here at 1.37 p.m. This is 7.31 a.m. Let's get the day going. Good morning. Good morning. The date is Tuesday, July the 6th. And on this day in 1994, widely considered to be one of the greatest movies of all time, Forrest Gump came out on this day. But I don't just want to talk about that. I want to talk about how I've been seeing a lot of stuff about it recently. That 1994 is really one of the greatest years for film of all time. Just some huge blockbusters, some big time critically acclaimed movies. But so Forrest Gump ended up winning the Oscar for Best Picture in 95 and beat out Pulp Fiction and Shawshank Redemption, which was a bit of an upset, I feel like, to a lot of people. And it's just a crazy year for movies. The Lion King came out in 94. Hoop Dreams came out. Leon the Professional, Interview with the Vampire. It was an absolutely stacked year, and it's just crazy to look back. And speaking of things that happened on July 6th, you guys might remember this. Pokemon Go was released on this day as well. Entertainment. And with that, we can jump in. Uh, talking about movies, we can jump into an update from yesterday. Sad update, but also a nice moment to look back at one of the greatest directors of the 20th century. Just a director responsible for some of the most beloved blockbuster movies of the century. Richard Donner passed away yesterday at the age of 91. The internet was absolutely alive with condolences for him. He directed, just to give you some context, he directed the Christopher Reeve Superman film from 1978, which I actually wrote my thesis about superhero movies, and I remember that really it is kind of the first spectacle superhero film. There were superhero films and superhero TV shows up until that time, but the Christopher Reeve Superman is kind of the first blockbuster superhero movie that is more similar to what we started to see um, throughout the 21st century. He also directed Goonies and the Lethal Weapon series. Um, And then he also owned the production company that was produced a lot of the X-Men films over the past two decades. So today we just want to send our condolences to Donner's family. He was absolutely a national treasure, directed some really incredible movies, so he will be sorely missed. Megan Thee Stallion is reportedly headed for the MCU, we'll see, but according to Everything Always host Michael Roman, Megan Thee Stallion is set to star in an upcoming MCU project. Roman stated that Megan will be playing herself on the upcoming She-Hulk Disney Plus show and that she'll have a recurring role of some kind. Roman made sure to back up this understandably wild claim um, by saying, quote, I vetted this with two separate sources involved with the production. I'm almost 99.9% sure when I come out and report this kind of exclusive. She seems pretty confident, confident enough for us to report on it. If true, Megan will be among some strong company as far as the show's other actors are concerned. As of right now, what we know, Jamila Jamil, Tatiana Maslani, Mark Ruffalo, Tim Roth, uh, Ginger Gonzaga, and Renee Elise Goldsberry will also be a part of the series. So I just think oh, we've been hearing more and more talent going to be associated with this series. And Megan Thee Stallion is a very funny big name to be associated. We'll see. I'm interested to see her, uh, her take to the screen. So I'm excited for that. Sports. And with that, we can talk about arguably the biggest sports news of the day, what I'm most excited for. JL, we're finally here. The NBA Finals begin tonight, and we want to just catch you up on some stuff we're thinking about as we head into it. At the time of this recording, we're still unclear whether or not the Bucks star Giannis Antetokounmpo will be suiting up. I'm still very much hoping that he will be. But for me, I'm really curious to see um, Giannis because I think that it puts a lot of defensive pressure on Brooke Lopez if Giannis is out and Ayton has been DeAndre Ayton on the Suns has been a bit of a force throughout this playoff. So 
I'm interested to see how missing Giannis, who for those who don't know, was the Defensive Player of the Year in 2019-2020, is a pretty incredible defender. I'm interested to see how that impacts this series. It'll also be really fun to watch Chris Paul versus Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday has really been demonstrating how, I mean, people talk about it a lot, but how just incredible of a defender he is. He's been able to lock up some players who everybody else had a lot of trouble defending in this playoff. So I'm excited to see that matchup as well. What are you excited to watch this uh, in this series, Jail? Similar to what you just talked about, I'm excited to see Chris Paul in action because it's his first appearance. He was pretty emotional last week when um, the Suns secured their Western Conference championship and made it official that they were going into the finals. So I'm interested to see how he performs. If you know, Chris Paul is a vet, but it is his first finals. Is he going to be a little bit nervous? Um, How is he going to play? And I'm also interested to see Devin Booker too because it'll be his first as well. And I think something that... I would like to see that maybe isn't on most people's radar, but I want to see who shows up. Is the Banana Boat crew going to pull up? Is LeBron, D. Wade, Melo, are they going to show up? I have to imagine, like, uh, Chris Paul's been at some of their biggest games, and, you know, they've they've pulled up for a lot of each other's biggest moments, so I just want to see if they if they come through. Yeah, totally, and I wonder if Lil Wayne's going to be there. I imagine he is. I don't know if you saw <laughs> after the Suns win. Yeah. Chris Paul and Lil Wayne embraced in a very fun way, very cute. Um, I know Lil Wayne is a big Phoenix fan, so I'm excited to see that as well. Collectibles. Okay, you know I love to talk about Legos, and there was a big Lego announced yesterday that we got to talk about. A Seinfeld-themed Lego is coming soon. Everyone's favorite sitcom, that is sitcom about nothing is going to get its own Lego playset, which sort of begs the question why they didn't get one earlier. But uh, the fan design set was created by Seinfeld superfan Brett Waller through the Lego Ideas platform, which just for people who don't know, Lego opens up sort of a system where people can pitch Lego ideas. And then if they get a certain amount of votes, Lego will actually make the idea and actually produce it. Um, So a lot of big sets have come out that way. Waller noted that I thought it was a travesty that a Lego Seinfeld set didn't exist, so I made an effort to resolve that and make the best rendition of Jerry's apartment and the gang that I could, and it paid off, they've, they've accepted it. As he mentioned, this Lego set features a recreation of Jerry Seinfeld's apartment from the show, and then comes with these minifig characters, Jerry, George Costanza, Kramer, Elaine, and Newman. I mean, it's the whole cast, a whole cast of minifigures. I'm super excited. Seinfeld Lego set will become available to Lego VIP members. Um, on July 1st, so it's actually already available for VIP members, and then everyone else will be able to start getting their hands on it on August 1st, and it'll sell for $79.99, which is steep, of course, but in the LEGO world, honestly, it's not that bad. I might have to get my hands on this one. Um, It's a pretty fun LEGO for them to make. I love when LEGO ideas come out and, and get traction like this. It's cool stuff. All right, all right, guys, that's it for today's episode. For more detail on these stories and more, be sure to head to 137pm.com or follow 137pm on all social media platforms. You know the deal. We'll be back tomorrow as usual. And as always, remember to stay curious. 